How's it hanging? A little to the left. It's <laughs> <laughs> like a bad joke. Righty. <laughs> I'm right. Here, you hanging to the right. Well, I'm barely hanging on. So I'm hanging on the edge. Yep. Holding on for dear life. About to yeet myself <laughs> off to the corner. How you feeling though? It's the second episode. I'm feeling great. We got a lot of great support from our first episode. I could see this going very far. I'm very proud of us and super happy with his following along. We were thinking about make, like doing um like segment of like oh yeah yeah like involving you guys like sending your embarrassing yes, stories. sending us like embarrassing stories or thank God I'm not single segment or oh, something or my most embarrassing moments oh gosh yeah we'll we'll kick off the segments first um first and foremost we kind of wanted to talk more about my high school experience yes yeah yeah still want to yeah oh god i I feel like i was laid back but for show for show yeah like i didn't try to get in a lot of trouble no did you always really chill yeah but i mean there were my occasional like i snuck out once the movies i think it was to go see magic mike like and your mom was there my mom was there and then i actually talked to her about it last night and i told her and she just laughed and she's like i swear i did not see magic mike in theaters and i was like all right go china <laughs> that's what i would say too <laughs> i think the only time like i never really snuck out because i always made it known that i was leaving so i knew i was safe even though like like somebody knew I was gone, so my mom always said she always heard the door slam, even if I didn't let her know. I was just I'm out by Peace. late night. <laughs> so yeah, that. But go on. So 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 I did that, and then I had um soccer. I was a uh, I played soccer in high school, not very long, but when I did, I was team captain. People are so mean. Like I don't know what I'm doing. You don't know what you're doing. I'm only a sophomore like stop ah small town sports (laughs) but there was a lot of good people i met so many good people in soccer too so there's like only two bad apples but yeah those same bad apples ended up in my stories too so (laughs) yeah Yeah. the apple doesn't fall far from the tree i remember one girl poked me my eye me eye my eye during pal basketball and poked my contact out and i was so pissed i fouled out because i i made a point to just push her as much as i could that was like fifth grade so I guess you could categorize me and the mean girls. Mine was with a different school. Like she straight up knocked me down and like stomped on my rib. Huh. Yeah, and that was no. Did I know her? No, she was like in a in a different like almost by the Reno area, I think. Huh. And my mom made it a point to yell. You know what though? I love sports around here though, because like the girls from Doug Valley, brutal, fucking whooped my ass. Holy <laughs> shit! Yes. Basketball. With them can. girls, shouts out to you guys. You should have got fucking scholarships if you never did, because you whooped my ass, and I was only, I was on defense for a reason. My God, I got, I've always had a big button. Y'all fuck my shit up. But um, no, I did that, and then I had my high school story where I, this kid, he wrote a song about me in the middle of class and would sing it while the teacher was teaching. What was the song? I can't even remember. It was like it was mean. Oh, it was a mean song. I wasn't like, Michaela, I motherfucking love you. No. I love you, bitch. <laughs> no, I'll never stop. No. <laughs> his shoes, whack. His outfit, whack. Me, cool as fuck. No. Nothing like that. It was more like, 
He said I was a tease because I wouldn't go on a date with him. Oh, I hate that. That's like one of my biggest pet peeves. Like, oh, I'm sorry because I didn't put out. That makes me a whore. Yeah. Like, like what? <laughs> what? Yeah. I, I was like, no. <laughs> I'm like, there's a reason why your IQs are usually fucking dead lower than women's. But hey. Hey. The but mentality. My mom went and stormed in the principal's Oh, that's office. right. She yelled at him. Yeah. And the kid. And was go, like, Amanda. Yeah. She was like, you know, something needs to be done. She literally told the teacher to stop shopping at Baby Gap on her way out, walking out. Why? I don't know. I don't know. Jesus. But, but the principal had me leave that class, and that was that. Dude, I remember I had a certain situation like that happen. There was a teacher that used to eat butter. Like, a Fucking, stick of like butter. Like, a stick, like... Straight up stick of butter. Whoa. And then one time, like, after I got my tonsils removed, I was out of school for, like, two weeks. And it was, like, sixth grade. No. Sixth or seventh grade. Maybe, yeah. And she straight up, like, I showed up in, like, teeny wedges. Oh. And she's like, are you really wearing those to school? And she's like, you know who wears stuff like that? And I was like, what? Because I was not expecting it to be, like, a big answer. She's like, whores. And I was like, oh, I lost my shit. I would have. Mama never raised a kid without no voice because I fucking lost my shit. Told her, fuck you. Get your shit out of here. You do not deserve to be a teacher. She told me I'd never make it to college. I'd probably end up pregnant. So I made sure I graduated early, went to college, and then dropped out of college. And got pregnant. I dropped out of college after I had camp. Oh, so you're I I was in college. I graduated high school when I, uh, like, right before I got pregnant, I graduated high school early. I think I, like, had him right after graduation, actually. Damn. And then, um, and then, yeah, I was already signed up for college. Because I was finished with school way early. I just walked with my class. They made... They gave me the option of walking with my original class, and I said, yeah, why not? So I basically just sat out and waited till graduation. Yeah, that's what I did. I was already in college classes. Yeah. So fuck you. I won't name names, but you know who you are. I know you're going to listen. That's why I was like, she's still teaching currently, so. I mean, I think she's like. I ain't about to drop that ball. She's an an agent of a certain kind. We're just not going to go there, (laughs) but it's fine. Um, You know how you're talking about being like a Jonas Brother girly? Yes. I was definitely a Justin Bieber girly. I can't relate. You can't relate? No, I can relate to Brinley. Oh, Do you hear her, like, no. dead silence? Of course. But of course she was singing a banger. Her favorite song is Unholy. Oh, that's a banger, though. It's not when you're five. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but anyways. Please so- keep that in there, because that shit's funny. <laughs> okay, I'll keep it in there. <laughs> Cute little Brinley. <laughs> but, so, the reason I brought this up is because a big part of me growing up was in the summers, I would go with my family to Washington. Mm-hmm. And this is how great of an uncle my uncle is. Mm -hmm. And, of course, he texted me last night, so then this popped up. So, Andy, this is your shout-out. That's all you're getting from me. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure I heard you said you didn't know we had a podcast out. (laughs) I got told about that. I'm highly offended because we posted it everywhere. Everywhere, Andy. But, so, this is how great he is. (laughs) He just came 11 hours to pick me and my brother up. Uh Uh-huh. And took me and my little cousin and my brother to Justin Bieber in Seattle. I think it was Seattle. Correct me if I'm wrong, Andy. Oh. And he took us. So it's this this guy. Because his wife just had a baby. Like, my aunt. Yeah. I swear, he, she, Austin was like six months. But, um, yeah, he took us there. And it was, like, one of the best trips I've had. Really? Yeah. He was, like, singing Billionaire to us. <laughs> wow. No, yeah. I think my first concert was uh, going to Warp Tour with my bosses from the movie theater. Oh. I think mine was Cheetah Girls. That's iconic right there, dude. Oh, I, I was seeing Escape the Fate. I got laid the fuck out. I got a black eye. No. I think I only lasted. 
Because I sat in the first, like, the very front, mosh. like, next to the stage. Yeah. No, dude, I wasn't just, like, in the mosh pit. I was in the middle of a death wall. Oh, what the fuck is a death wall? Bro, it's when you, two lines collide. And I was at Ronnie's feet. And I was like, Ronnie, 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 it's me. It's coming out. It's one of your favorite fans. <laughs> really, at this point, I know, the, I know he didn't know me. I know he knew more about drugs than he ever knew me. And, um... <laughs> Yeah, no, like within like, like a couple like tones to the song, like a couple beats of the song and bam, dude, bloody nose rushed out of there. I think my friend Hector pulled me out of the crowd. Oh my God. And I was like, hardcore, let's do it again soon. And I did. Yeah. Loved Warp Tour. Do you want to hear the funny thing? Yeah. So I told my mom, I was like, can I please go to this festival? Mm -hmm. She's like, yeah, you can. I'll buy you tickets. But guess what? We're all going. <laughs> I couldn't imagine my mom going to work to her. <laughs> so I... she lied to my dad. Oh. And said it was like a fair. Oh my God. And Amanda. So... <laughs> yeah, we walk in there and I can't even remember what was playing, but they're like, Salt Lake City, put your middle fucking fingers in the hand in the air. Yeah. And my dad's like, <laughs> Dude, I remember I got yellow cards autograph and I'm so sad that I lost that when I moved into my apartment because I was like, so, so love fucking yellow cards. Shout out to them because like, iconic I they were the one of the nicest people i met there i loved paramore too because they were there when i went Haley williams yes a queen Literally. she was like forever like my my girl crush i feel like when i descend to the heavens she will be singing yeah. <laughs> i'm like yeah you know that's it all right so we're back we just took a quick break so if we sound different it's because we are going to pick up a child we're on a drive. Let's talk about Brock. Let's... I feel like we briefly hit on camera. Let's talk about Brock. <laughs> but, um, so, you know, me and Brock had always been kind of friends beforehand, mm -hmm. I guess. Like, it wasn't anything serious. At least I don't. He claims it was, but, I mean, we're just friends. <laughs> Jesus. I think you guys grew together. <laughs> as much did. as you Absolutely. did, and you did. Especially seeing, like, firsthand your relationship and how much you guys grow constantly. It just makes me so excited for the future with Cameron so he is very like the calm to my storm if you will like he is so calm I'm so chaotic and there are times that I just come home and I'm freaking out and he's like what why what, what do you have to you need to chill that's you for me wife oh but you are that for me too like I have to I'm very lucky to have two of those in my life yeah yes it takes it feels like it takes forever to find your people yeah. or your person and then when you find them it's just like then life starts falling into place finally, and it's just peaceful. Yeah. Even in the chaos, it's peaceful. Yeah. I don't want to say that, like, everything's been peaches and cream because I'd be lying if I did. Nothing is. Nothing is. We have had our really bad fights, and the thing that I love about Brock is he's like, you are going to sit here, and we are going to talk this out because you're not going to leave angry. Yes. Cameron's like that, too, and I absolutely appreciate that, Bob. I think coming from a situation where I know it's so easy to leave oh yeah it's so much harder to stay but that's just sticking around for the challenge when you know it's worth it is just an amazing thing to go through and I absolutely there have been times where I was like I don't want to do this like I am done oh yeah and he still holds hope for the rest like for us both yes i love our men for that yes he's he's great he's always been a hard worker i have no complaints whatsoever yep i feel that 
Cameron is, gosh, he's like a little bit of everything for me. Where he comes into terms with that and he just really stepped the fuck up for all of us when he didn't have to. And that is just, if no one could say that that doesn't show you what a real man is, I don't know what is. Because that man showed us he will stick around through hell and back. I think he did it without even thinking about it. He no, he, it was without even hesitation. Yep. Because I was always scared, gosh, if because he was from, he's not even from around here. He's from Utah. And I mean, without a care in the world, he briefly knew I had a kid. But when I was like, yeah, I have him full time and it's just me. He was, he just dived right in. He was all game for it. Yeah, I love that. Being a teen parent was hard. Like, it's one of those experiences where it's just blocked out. Yeah, I wouldn't recommend it, but also I wouldn't judge anybody because we are both teen moms. I wouldn't judge anybody for their past events being a a single teen mom. And up until Cameron came in the picture, I swear I like was just winging it. But that built me up so much as a person. And there's a lot of events that I know we could both speak on from our past that we may not be exactly proud of. But I love that we grew as people from it. Yeah. And I think that's something I really want to push out also this episode is there may be certain events along your past that you may not be proud of, but don't ever let anyone or anything or even you let yourself change. Wait, not change. Make you think that you are an unworthy person, that you're not growing you know, any of that. You are building up as a person and these events don't change who you are. If anything, that just makes you stronger. Yes. If I could say one thing though about teen moms, I know this is kind of off topic, like this is that squirrel syndrome going into play, (laughs) is one thing that I feel like mom guilt eats up at me is I feel horrible because Aubrey had to grow with me. Be a big kid and I just wanna make him small again. Yeah, and I don't, if I could say one thing to, like, if we do have any young listeners, I don't think we do, but that is one of my biggest, like, hurts, I guess, is that she, she had to grow up fast. Yeah, so did Cam, and all I could think for, for our younger kids, Cambria, Brinley, Rayla, that they get a chance to be a kid and really, I mean, like, really absorb and learn how to be a kid, and hopefully learn from our old older kids that we're still growing as parents too and hopefully not to resent us later on for this because we were just kids growing too yeah and as a parent like i feel like you're always gonna cause something in your child regardless of there's yeah yeah it's just bound to happen i think it's the conversations after that are what are healing Honestly, that scares the shit out of me. There's nothing more that really scares me. I mean, actually, yeah, I know there's more things that scare me. But what I'm scared of as a parent is hearing later on in life what I did wrong for my kids. Oh. Knowing I was just constantly striving to do my best for each and every one of them. That scares me. I can't, I don't want to wait. I don't want to hear it at all about what I did wrong for them. Yeah. You know what scares me about it, though? What? Is not like the way i respond because i'm very sporadic oh yeah i can be super defensive i'm exactly i'm a hard one to like tell your opinion to actually i've grown a lot since then but um 
well, since I've been working on myself, I used to be a hard one to take constructive criticism. And now recently rebuilding myself and growing as a person, I can take it a lot better than what I used to. But I definitely got defensive about it. And I think that's just how we grew up as kids. We were always criticized and it was really hard to take extra criticism. Yeah, I agree. It's, it's hard. I still, even when I was working and my boss would do it, I would take it to heart. Oh, dude. The bosses, some of the bosses I had at the mines were like, uh, the most sexist motherfuckers. I mean, would tell me, like, when I was a laborer, I was only allowed to clean trucks because that was all I was good enough for was just cleaning the boss's trucks and hosing down areas or just being a whole watch. Mm-hmm. And when you know that terminology, you know that that's basically you sitting down, not doing shit, or you just cleaning. I had to fight to show that I could do and work as hard as a man, I just needed to figure out ways I could physically do it. Like, working smarter, not harder, was my always my route. And just seeing from how I grew up and seeing that, that same dynamic everywhere I worked up until now really built me up as a woman to know that even with that shameful response that I got, I was still one badass bitch. Yeah, absolutely. Not even being cocky. And it doesn't matter how hard you work. You're always going to get flack from somewhere. Rewards or not, you'll always be, oh, that's just because she was the boss's favorite. Or it's only because she was pretty. Or that's because she was a single mom. Regardless if I was a single mom or not, I was still in a relationship. I was, you know, working with somebody to build onto a marriage. But that didn't matter to anybody. Yeah. Oh, you were Mexican. I'm half Mexican. Literally, I could not say it enough. My maiden name is Creamer. I'm white. I'm so white. I don't know how to speak Spanish. I could understand a lot. Do you get a lot of slack for not speaking Spanish? Constantly. Oh. I, it's one thing I wish I did learn as a kid. I do too. I wish I I really wish my mom job. would have like gave me some time. I, I made an but, ass of myself. My mom was like, I'm not teaching you. <laughs> yeah. I, I, my mom was a busy girl too. She was running business and life has just been chaotic until she finally settled down to yeah no it's it's hard taking criticism whether it's from your kids from your boss i think it's just learning how to roll with it absorbing it and also same goes for my spouse too yeah sometimes i see some off the wall shit and then i'm like shocked when cameron actually gets upset about it and i'm like what yeah and then he's like you actually hurt my feelings and i'm like oh shit yeah, my delivery is never great. No, I'm I'm one person that, like, if I'm initially angry, let me blow out a fuse. Let me walk off. Let me do whatever I need to do to calm down. Come back at me when I'm calm, cool, and collected. I may spark that flame again, but if you give me a little bit of time, I could be more receptive. Yeah. And exactly. I'm still growing. Like, we're all human. So, I mean, even me and Cameron do that with each other all the time, and we're still growing from that. Yes. Yes, Brock and I, we we're, we have trouble talking through things. Like, we are both very fine. Like, like I said, he is calm, so I, it does sound contradicting. He's calm sometimes, but he is human, and he does get upset. Oh, dude, I say some mean shit when I'm, I'm mad, and I completely regret it. But nine times out of ten, I almost forget everything I say when I'm, I'm truly that angry. Yes. Like, I will completely, like, it's like, I, I remember when I used to fight. Like, black out. I'd black out. And then same thing when I'm angry. I could not even tell you the accurate, like, responses that I had or the way the conversation went. And it just comes back to me in waves. And that's, like, 
something that does scare me. Like, my anger really does get the best of me. Oh, absolutely. There has been times that I will always say it, and I will own it. I am horrible with my words. I oh. will say stuff that I know will hurt you. Oh, dude. And even, like, just thinking of, like, the nice way to do it, sometimes in my head, I, like, I'm, like, was that petty? Or, like, were you being nice or were you being petty there? Were you just, you know... Were you taking it down a notch in your tone and then just bringing up the pettiness? Like, I think it's great to recognize that toxicity that you have in a relationship because that's when your relationship grows. It takes two partners. It takes you to realize your problems and your partner to do the same and learning how to correspond in happiness, not relying on each other for happiness. I seen your aunt post something about that. And honestly, I read through that whole post and I was like, holy shit, Mindy. Yeah. Like, how do you not see me? And he's like, you gave no indication that you were drowning. And I didn't. I would go and cry alone. Oh, dude. See, and that's something I regret, too, mm-hmm. when I had baby blues. Because, like, I was so mad at Cameron. And I'm like, I need you. I need you. I need you. And he's like, but how do you need me? Yeah. Tell me. And then when he gave me what I needed, I was still angry. I, like, I, bitch. I yeah. Cool it. And thank God I was going to therapy. Like, I went. I started therapy again. I think I stopped when I was six months pregnant, started up again around six months after I had Cambria, maybe a little bit before that. And oh, yeah. I really needed that. I mean, I, I really think everyone, no one's innocent. Everyone could benefit from therapy, even if it's just a casual conversation. It's my challenge, especially if you have that insurance, call them, set up just one session. Yeah. I challenge you guys, just try it out once with an open mind. Oh, yeah. And if you work with Nevada Gold Mines, there's an app called Pivot that actually pushes mental health awareness and has coaches out there for you where it gives you little quizzes to help you practice. Uh, there's breathing techniques. There's also little tests and quizzes that help you kind of reconfigure your mindset. Like, hey, in this scenario, did you ever think about the other person and what they're going through? And that kind of humbled me. So stuff like that. There is things out there. And if you can't make it to therapy, find someone you can talk to. Luckily, I have Michaela. Recognize your friends. And if your friends are also affecting your mental health, maybe reconfigure your life and figure out a, a healthier mindset in the mix of it. And also, don't expect your friends to know, though. You have to communicate. You that. have to get vulnerable. Even if your friends aren't listening, friends aren't listening. Like I said, get some new fucking friends, dude. I, I do kind of want to talk about that because I went to a event um on saturday mm-hmm. it was yoga sound therapy and reiki is that how you say it reiki. i don't know i've never heard of it it's magical yeah yeah i will link that um look up reiki it's healing it's i'll have to ask her more but i did it when i did yoga and everything and and also she's a personal trainer and i hear she's quite the badass personal trainer yeah over at empower fitness so don't forget about them yeah don't forget so i am working with kiara as um i'm getting trained by her and she wants to work on um like whole body mind (laughs) just chilling in the third row but she looks at you from every aspects of being healthy but anyways yeah i would recommend looking into those and the yoga it was amazing to just learn to slow your mind and body down highly recommend i'm gonna take you to one. <laughs> oh, i like try and meditate in the sauna and i'm like that i'm a weirdo i can meditate to like heavy metal and like <laughs> hardcore rap but that's where i find my peace hey if you find your peace, what's that one show you told me about that where 
the they both are attending um it's at, the girl's husband dies and the the other lady oh dead to me dead to me where she literally is sitting in her car and she's like screaming screaming and headbanging yeah no that's me that's you that's me i'm gonna take you to it though because it is weird the wind chimes like just try it once. but it, it does key in that my therapist my therapist plays that shit in the background it's but today so... she was playing chris stapleton and i was like yeah girl that's my shit something about his voice is tennessee whiskey his voice it does something so something i definitely want to point out life's been kind of hectic and there is help available but if you know someone that is experiencing suicidal thoughts or may show signs of being suicidal I hope you know that there's a hotline available. It is 988. You can text, call them, make sure you use it if you're there. Know that there's people out there that care about you every day. And it may not show. Everyone gets busy. And I mean it. It doesn't, don't let me, don't, don't let me tell you otherwise that people care about you regardless. Everyone gets busy. Don't let people's busyness or busy lives Make you think that you are any less important in their life. We're all growing. If you need help, say it. If you can't find help, find it. If you can't find it, there's resources out there. Do your research. And I promise you, there's somebody that cares about your life tomorrow and today and forever going forward. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we just wanted to leave you guys with that. We did talk about some heavy stuff. So, yeah, there, there's help available. I hope you guys have a good motherfucking day.